Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have uh, um, Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host of the Huddle. Coach! Yes! All right! (laughs) First touchdown of the year. (laughs) Bobby Hurricane, yeah. You know the name. Already, it's Mercy. It's the Six Red Kane Show. Can't forget the name, yo. Got Jazz Blue Vision DJ break the game code. Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up. We'll pull alive from the Hall Rock Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange or green. You see the Six Red Champs, it's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond a hundred yards of hurricane, that's never still put a damage to the wrong with us seriously what's wrong with us we're miami hurricanes fans welcome to the six rings cane show a show dedicated to miami hurricane sports featuring the legendary larry bluestein jazz santana vish and danny gillette let's go canes what's up everyone and i guess to answer the question dj what's wrong with us tonight is we're, we're two people short I know there is no legendary Larry Bluestein at the moment or Jazz Santana. So, um, yeah. You're going to have to settle, settle for, for us tonight. Yeah, DJ. And, you know, they picked an exciting week to, uh, to, to, to skip here. I know they did. And, you know, you wonder, uh, you wonder if there's any more fireworks coming uh, down the bend here. But Miami certainly had its fair share of victories this week. And it just goes to show the ups and downs of recruiting. This week was definitely on the upswing. Right, and and I think um, you know on the diamond as well. It was a big week, so we'll 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 get to that in a second. Let's do some prize picks. Uh, get that get that done here for our sponsor. Actually, the sponsor of the entire network, Five Reasons Sports, is Prize Picks. Um, so if you go to PrizePicks.com, enter the offer code five. That is F I V E. The word five spelled out. You can play up to two to six players. Um, the more players you play, the more money you'll win. Um, and if you go to uh, to pricepicks.com and enter the offer code FIVE, that is the number five spelled out, just like the name of our our network, our website, all that stuff. FIVE, Pricepicks, and Five Reasons Sports will match your first deposit up to $100. That's pricepicks.com, offer code five, that's FIVE. All right, so let's get the, we've got, we got, we got a healthy crew here in the chat. So shout out to Jeff. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Artavius Jones and JoJo Trado for sure. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there's, there's quite a few questions about baseball. Um, unfortunately without Yasmani here, yeah, use his full name. See if he ever hears that. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna do the hurricanes hired. 
is coming from your uh, your neck of the woods here in in Boston. So um, yeah, just for everyone's awareness, Darren Fester was was hired um, as the he's the third base coach. The the one of the assistant coaches going to be in charge of hitting. So uh, he is has an extensive career. Uh, spent the last decade plus with the Red Sox. Obviously, Alex Cora is there, which is probably where the connection came from. So yep. now in in college baseball, you get three assistant coaches, which is new this year. It used to be two, um, and then the head coach. In Major League Baseball, you get unlimited yeah. <laughs> assistant coaches, <laughs> and they tend to deploy them. So I don't even know if you have a if you've ever heard of this guy, TJ, or uh, if you have a take on him at all. I do know he was the interim third base coach. Um, I, I didn't really do my studying on uh, Red Sox third base coaches while he was here, but I will say that um, Alex Cora is, has a very strong baseball mind, and you know his assistants also carry you know strong work ethics and baseball minds as well. So I believe that this is a strong hire for Miami, uh, to say the least. And you kind of mentioned it uh, just a couple minutes ago. He has a lot of baseball experience. I believe he worked for Team USA as well at one point. He and did. So- he did. Yeah, and, and uh, he's going to be the uh, the hitting coach and as well as infielders and catchers. So, um, yeah. So he has a varied background from several different levels and several different situations. And you know, I think you know anybody with major league experience and varied experience, whether it be international baseball or you know major league baseball or or whatever just someone who has you know varied experiences with the game of baseball is a strong hire because i fully believe whether it be baseball football or or you know whatever sport varied experiences in different situations you know can really benefit a coach and a player yeah and and again he's got a ton of experience um as uh Kane's cats heat 305 hitting the full gamut there, which I think I made that joke before. So I'm on repeats, but um, yeah, he's, this is this, you know, at the college level, it's a great heart. A couple of other things around baseball for, for a pivot, a couple of, a uh, couple of recruits in, in the uh, transfer portal that, that we landed. Um, one is Slade Natterman. Um, he pitched at Kennesaw state a couple of years ago, went Juco. He's been, um, he's been uh playing in uh in summer ball as well hits you know mid 90s in terms of his velocity so the canes obviously need pitchers and that is that that's a get there cra isn't great but um he does appear to have good stuff then the the name that might be a little bit more familiar to uh to canes fans is um luke costello um he is transferring from our friends up north wake forest who was the number one team in the country for for very strong baseball program much of last year yeah um and he's a local kid from westminster and then kind of the last thing i'm just run down some baseball news before we pivot to i know the uh the pigskins on everyone's mind um the canes also hired and their final assistant coach um because if, if you recall uh laz gutierrez now several weeks ago is um <coughs> jonathan anderson he'll be he will be coaching outfielders so i, I know uh I know um um Kane's cat he wanted 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 a fester in the in the outfield, but it's gonna be Jonathan Anderson and he will also um he will also um be the first base coach. Um Fester, as as you can imagine, is gonna be the third base coach. And uh yeah, so it's a bit of a change because Gino Damari has been the third base coach, obviously retired. So JD with his pitching coach background is not going to be on the field when the team is hitting. It'll be uh 
it'll be Anderson at first and Fenster at third. Um, yeah, that is a very brief baseball rundown. We are going to pivot to the football. And uh, and the big news from the last week, uh, DJ uh, Josiah Trader, better known as JoJo, commits to Miami. I know, you know, the Canes were kind of in the lead for him. That it looked like maybe not. And then that's a big, big get. Well, what, what are the Canes getting with who I think undoubtedly is one of the best receivers in the country? The Canes are getting a very sharp route runner who has very solid movements in terms of, you know, twitches and, you know, elusiveness. He's not herky-jerky, and I think, you know, that certainly plays a part of it as well. He's a he's a deep, three, a deep field, big play threat. You know, he comes out of Chaminade, and he caught 47 passes for 473 yards and, you know, seven touchdowns in 13 games last year. And he was ranked number 10 um, in the Max Preps top 25 player rankings last season. I mean, you look at the offer list that he had, you know, Alabama, Colorado, Florida, even Coastal Carolina. I mean, it seemed like everybody wanted him. He had he had several offers on the table. And for Miami to get, you know, a player of Trader's caliber, it was certainly, you know, no matter if Miami was in the lead or whatever, you could never – Nothing's a guarantee in recruiting, and landing Trader was a big get. And, you know, this was also another big get for Kevin Beard. He's had a very strong couple of months on the recruiting trail, landing Trader, uh, Chance Robinson, and Shamar Kirk. So Beard has also had a good, you know, couple weeks in recruiting, and Trader is just, you know, the icing on top of the cake so far. Yeah, and um, obviously big time get, and our own uh, five star recruit has showed up. Apparently, was was on a uh, on a meeting and, and just just dropped in. So we'll, he's always working. We, we, we'll, we'll of course let in the uh, legendary Larry Bluestein here. Blue, how's it going, man? Good. Hey, Sorry, guys. I just uh, I thought no, I'd no. be done with that early enough, but I was no, no, no problem. So you, you came just in time. We, we we did a little baseball up front. And we pivoted now to football, and we were just oh, getting okay. uh, DJ's take on JoJo Trader. So floor is yours to uh, opine about the Canes new wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, big time kid. Um, great. You know, when he, when he, vert, the, the great thing is, is all these guys started at Monsignor pace, you know, all that freshman year, him and um, Jeremiah Smith and uh, Posse, they were all uh, Vince Shavers. They were all part of that uh, freshman team over at uh, Monsignor pace. And, um, and then when Trader went the following year, his sophomore year, to Miami Central, um, he played a really, really good role, real good player. But he really made his name in the state championship game where he played one play on defense and he picked it and went 94 yards. So it kind of like, you know, this is right now, this is Miami's signature uh, uh, recruit. Uh, this is the Mauago of last year. I mean, uh you know, for this year, because as far as status is concerned and yeah, Miami's had a really good week, uh, a couple of good weeks and, and br bringing somebody like him uh, aboard with, um, you know, some of the other guys that they've gotten over the last couple of weeks. Um, it's just, you know, people keep asking me and I, this is the one question I get and uh, you know, how, what, what do you expect this year? And I'll tell you guys, I don't know. I really don't know. You have 34 new faces on that team. It's a it's a completely different 
uh, roster than it was last year. You still have some of the cast members, but from a, you know, we go over this every week, especially the depth factor and on the offensive line where last year we kind of hurt a little bit and especially look at running back. There's no way that they're going to a, a, a walk on this year to play. They just have a lot of depth there and, you know, it'd have to be the perfect storm for everyone to get hurt, which we hope doesn't happen. And then probably the, one of the bigger changes, you know, on the team is probably going to be at the receiver position where you have, you know, quite a few guys now that uh, will all, um, you know, vie for playing time. And we know defensively they're a whole lot better in the front seven than they were last year, a whole lot deeper. And um, yeah, the best thing is, is hopefully this year will go, you know, I'm not going to be unrealistic, but hopefully this year will produce eight wins and get to a bowl game and, and, and be in a situation where when all these studs come in next year, you'll start what we talked about. You got to have three full recruiting classes that are top 15, top 10 to really make a dent uh, from a national standpoint. And then, what probably enhances, and I know you know, DJ, that this portal, this portal's made all the difference in the world. And not just for Miami, uh, but for everybody. And it, it, it's really infused Miami to the point where, you know, like you pick up two big time leaders on the offensive line and Lee and Javion Cohen and, and your whole, your whole outlook changes. And that's why I'm saying, because now Tyler Van Dyke won't, be hurried every single play. Uh, I'm sure they'll still blitz and they'll do things, but I'm talking about for the most part. Then he's got people to give the ball to and to throw to. So, I, you know, I just think that, you know, I think people forget that this kid had a, just a mammoth year two years ago, so much so that everyone's talking about him as a one of the top draft picks if he comes out. So, yeah, I, I think by adding a guy like Josiah Trader and, you know, some of the kids that they, Washington and, uh, you know, um, uh, I mean, uh, um, Chance Robinson and guys like that, your whole, uh, even the, the the young man we had on last week, you know, offensive lineman, which Miami definitely needs to add depth to that position. And, uh, yeah, I just think that getting a trader shows all bets are off. You know, anybody, if, he, if a marquee kid like that is going to come, and I think that we're not finished bringing in that type of player. DJ, you have anything else to add here on JoJo? I agree. I mean, I think he's the type of, you know, player that you can build a wide receiver room around. Obviously, we got to, you know, wait till things happen out on the field. But landing a guy like JoJo Trader certainly sets a tone in terms of recruiting as well. We're even though we struggled last season, we're still recruiting at a high level. We're committed to building the program and we're committed to building a solid foundation. And Trader is one of the pieces that can help you establish that foundation. Last year, we were kind of working, you know, with, I don't want to say bad players by any means, but we were thin. And now we're starting to build the foundational pieces needed for, like Blue said, that, that sustained success. Yeah. I mean, in, I mean, you're coming off uh, those two years where, you know, you had guys, especially at the receiver position and Rambo a couple of years ago that, could, you know, when you look back, that kind of made, he made the team. I mean, yep. what, 90 catches and a guy, you know, knew how to get into the end zone. And then, 
I mean, it helps when you have guys that come into the into the huddle and you say to yourself, hey, you know what? We could break this thing open right now, you know, and then not to take anything away from Restrepo or anybody like that. You just need a home run hitter and somebody like, you know, uh, you know, not for this year, but for next year, Josiah Traders, that type of guy. Uh, you know, he's one of those marquee kids that'll be here for a couple of years and then he'll go to the NFL. So, so GJ, I, I will uh, amend one of the things you said. Some of those these kids on the team last year, they weren't, I guess, bad is probably a strong word, but they certainly shouldn't have been at Miami. And that's why, I mean, if you look at where almost all of them transferred, those are schools that you consider like a level below, you know, the ACC and yeah. Power Five yeah. conference football. So it kind of tells you where that that talent was sitting. Um, we always like to say, oh, they're Miami, there's always talent. Well, not if they're all transferring to schools that are, you know, down a level. Yeah, I agree, yeah. So so I think it was – there was definitely a talent. It, there was definitely a, a coaching issue as well, which is why a lot of the coaches are gone. Um, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but there was also there was also a talent gap. So that's – that's, that's what Blue said – 30 plus new players coming yeah, in. Yep, yeah. I mean, it's rolling the dice big time. You know, let's hope it comes up well. So that was one of two uh, big recruits the Canes landed this week. Now, I know the other one's less name recognition, but as Kabuche, Kabuche, Kubiche says, um, you know, trenches are a focus, and, and the Canes uh, got a building block at a position in need. Uh, Artavius Jones, Blue, I don't know if you have any – start with you well, on this, if you have any thoughts on Artavius well, there's a, you know, this is it. Like I said, it pays off uh, to to go around this state during the off season. And here's a kid that I had the opportunity, just like you know, last year with the quarterback that we brought in, to have had the opportunity to watch him as a ninth grader. And uh, this will be the first player that Miami's ever gotten from Bluntstown. Um, Bluntstown is uh, up in the Panhandle and. If you miss the exit, you, you miss the town. So uh, pretty small. But here's a kid who was a big-time kid. And back uh, Coach Johnson, who was our coach uh, back in his ninth grade year, they went to state uh, his sophomore year. Um, and they played uh, against Hawthorne, which is a pretty good team. But um, back then, I remember the coach saying to me, listen, there's a kid you really got to keep an eye on. I see, he said, this this is, you know, because Blundstown had, they've had some kids. They just had a kid last year going to FSU. So they've had guys, but it, it's not, you know, a factory. And he said to me, he says, this could be one of the best kids we've ever had. Uh, he's big. He's strong. He's a worker. He gets it done in the classroom. And he's a great kid. You know, he says, I go to church, you know, where he goes to church. And I will see him every Sunday. And so I kind of re rung in my ear a little bit. And then when he committed, I called that coach. who's up at Coffee County in Georgia. And I said, coach, I got to give you credit. I really do. I, and he said to me, he goes, you know, he goes, not a lot of people will, you know, say that. I said, but I don't forget. So I think what we got in this young man is somebody who's going to, you know, he's possibly, you look at him and say, you know, this is a, this is a potential play on Sunday type kid. He's big, he's strong, he's athletic. Um, yeah, and I and I I was very fortunate to watch him at the beginning of his career, and then uh, last year when you know because they had a couple of guys last year, so 
Yeah, this is a big get. It's a really big get. And I don't think the fan base really understands because they really never heard much about him and obviously hadn't seen him play. But uh, this this ranks up there with the kids that they've gotten. This kid's a very skilled guy, and he's going to, you know, I mean, and the best thing about it is, you know, I know that, that Florida was on and a few other schools because you figured that he would fit in in a smaller environment. Well, Miami is a smaller environment. You go to Gables and you hang out and just, you know, I mean, you could, it, it's not Bluntstown. I mean, they have more than two Burger Kings, but I mean, um, but on the other hand, I think it's, it's some, it's a place where he's going to feel comfortable. Uh, he, he already loves, uh, you know, the, the coaches that he met and, and the environment. And, you know, it's a lot like the kid Judd Anderson is, you know, I mean, he's going to be, going to be a rah-rah guy for the class and thank goodness because um you know what i talked to a friend who lives in seattle and he says you know wasn't miami five and seven last year i said yeah they were but this shows you what changes in coaching staff um having one of the best recruiters in the nation as your head coach um i personally don't think that mario took a vacation i really don't I mean, everybody else went away. Uh, Mar- you know, Mirabal went to Italy because everywhere he went, he was shooting the U up, you know, in front of the Leaning Tower of Pisa or something. But I personally don't think Mario went anywhere. I think that's how important this turnaround is to him. He's going to sacrifice everything he can just to get you back to being the U. And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's my answer to my that guy that asked me that. I said, listen, you've got somebody who came back to his alma mater for a reason. He had a blank check at Oregon. I mean, he could have been taken care of for eight lifetimes. But because he feels that he understands what it takes. And and remember, he was part of that culture when they when they were winning. So, yeah, I... I just, uh, I, I really, guys, I really feel so optimistic this year. Not enough to go out like Vish and pe- predict 11 wins, but I mean, but I still feel good enough that every week uh, when they show up, they're going to have a, they're going to have more than a puncher's chance because they've got athletes. They've got really good coaching. And, you know, when you take a look at uh, Jason Taylor and what he's really meant to this team, I mean, he went to Chicago and got a kid two weeks ago that I think, you know, maybe the, another gem of the class. I watched the guy on tape. I know people who've watched him. They thought he was like a big 10 kid for sure. Then Jason Taylor shows up and kind of like, you know, like he did with in high school with da- with uh, uh, Dallas Turner, who was arguably one of the best uh, defensive ends in the country at Alabama, uh, you know, and just made, so many changes. And I think that's what he's here to do, to coach and to, to make changes in kids. And Mario's giving him carte blanche, you know, I mean, whatever you want, man, you know, whatever you do your best and let the coaches coach. I don't think the coaches wanted a coach last year, but this year, that's not the, that's not, as you said, DJ, you know, you look at Kevin Beard and um, wow, what a difference, you know, I mean, it, and Timmy Harris, what a difference. I'm not going to take any shots at Hickson because I see him a lot over at FIU. But a lot of people are talking that, you know, uh, you look 
at uh, DeMarcus Van Dyke and what, I mean, he could be responsible for a lot of these kids that may come Miami's way. And I, I think that maybe down the line, you know, because the die is going to go somewhere else, whether it's going to be the NFL or because he's that type of coach. And I think that Miami looks directly back at Van Dyke because knows the game, played in the NFL, but he knows recruiting. And he, he's got that uh, intangible that he can go into a, into somebody's living room and, and be very convincing. And, um, and that's the one thing I think, guys, that it's been missing with Miami, uh, marquee recruiters. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, Manny wasn't a marquee recruiter. Uh, you know, a lot of his staff was, weren't of that of that nature. But right now you've got the best of the best. And um, like I said, I, I, I just think that it's going to add up to some really, really exciting football. Well, I you know, to, I didn't mean to put you to sleep, but um, oh, go ahead, yeah, DJ, get in there. Well, with Jones, you know, what struck out to me was his athleticism. He played, uh, you know, offensive line and defensive line, and I believe he also played a little bit of tight end and fullback last season. Yeah, um, and you know, it's more it's more than just recruiting an offensive lineman and defensive lineman nowadays. It's you know, recruiting athletes like Lou said on both sides of the football. You need to have guys that can you know, run well and, you know, move well. You need to have linemen that can make that crucial block on a screen pass, for example. And, and you know, linemen especially need to be more than just a guy who can stand up and pass block and stand still. You need to have versatility on the line as well. So, you know, I think, um, I think Jones is another example of a versatile athlete. And, you know, he's a guy that can move quick, much like some of the other names in the class. Lightfoot comes to mind, for example. And, uh, you know, I think it's the type of player that, that Miami needs in order to keep up with the, the offensive type of game that college football presents itself. Yeah, well, Lightfoot better be quick with a name like that. Um, the, uh, <laughs> so I do have a question for two of you playing devil's advocate. You know, our, our, uh, mm-hmm. our fans are, are forever skeptical and I guess, you know, been proven right the last 25 years. That's or fair. 20 years, but... Uh, um, so I, I'll be honest, Blue, you mentioned he's the first kid we've ever gotten out of Bluntstown. I didn't know where that was when he committed. I looked it up. So it's a, it's a stone's throw from Tallahassee. Yeah. It's not that far from Gainesville. And if you look at his offer list, those schools apparently didn't offer him. So now we always, we always kind of dismiss star ratings, depending on where you look, he's at three or four stars. So do you know, does anyone have an opinion on why? You know, Florida, Florida State aren't on a kid who has the measurables, you know, even in the recruiting. Again, three slash four is right in line with what Miami, Florida, Florida State generally go after, especially on offensive line. Um, Can you give what what, what do you think's up? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply with his offer list. Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, you look at when Emory Williams was at that camp at FSU, they didn't even know who he was. They had never even heard about him. And Milton is New York City compared to Bluntstown. 
you know, so uh, it happens. Uh, I just don't think that they, I think they watched him play and they probably figured his competition was, you know, but his competition was, you know, who they played and he, he dominated. And that's, and you saw DJ from the, from the videos and the film, uh, he dominated. And that's why I say when people say to me, oh, well, he didn't play a great competition. I said, but when he played anybody, he dominated. So what's the difference? Yep. You know, he did what he was supposed to. It wasn't like he was getting by. But, yeah, it's a stone's throw from uh, from Tallahassee, but it could be 8,000 miles because it's uh, out in the middle of nowhere. They hurt really bad when they got that hurricane a couple of years ago because that came right up through them. And, um, and, you know, they play teams like Port St. Joe and they play teams like Liberty County and, and you know, smaller schools, but they also have reached the state finals three out of the last seven years. So they, uh, they play winning football. And um, But – to answer your question, you know what? That's why my that's what why Miami's Miami, and because they're 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 doing their homework, and they're seeing what the potential is, and not just what it, you know what what they're doing right now. And you know, Blue made an absolutely great point when talking about the competition that he faced. You can't fault a kid for playing well against you know the teams that are on his schedule, no matter what level of competition. He's still playing hard and trying hard and making yep. an impact. And when you look at it in terms of like that face value, that's the type of guy that you want on your team. And so, you know, it's very easy for people to say, oh, well, player XYZ didn't face good competition. He didn't really have a choice. He was just playing on the schedule, playing who was on the schedule and he played really well. So, yep. I mean, credit to uh, Jones for, you know, committing to Miami and getting an offer and getting the coach's attention. Yeah, no, I agree. And yeah. I mean, you know, you like you look at this year and, and they play. I, I'm looking at their schedule now and they play uh, Defuniac Springs, Walton, which is in right in the Panama City, Rutherford. Panama City is a big place. Mariana is a little bit small. Um, they play Northview, who was a state runner up last year, played Liberty County, which is right down the road. So you look at the teams that they play and in the classification, they play a schedule of teams that have all made it to the state finals over the last 12, 15 years. So, you know, in that division, uh, they're playing extremely well. Plus, they've had kids that got went to Florida before. They've had kids that went to Tennessee and Michigan State. So, I mean, it's, you know, and, and, and like Co Coach Johnson said to me, he says, I mean, the kid is just, he's a man child. You know, he's, and he's going to, and he even said to me, he says, I'll tell you what, Miami did their homework. And if you have a high school coach that says that, that's a lot of praise. So, Blue, I, I did check just to make sure I, I kept you honest. There is, as you said, there's one Burger King in Blountstown. Not so. You said, oh, there is? Okay. You, you did say where, where there's not more than one Burger King. In there. I did check there yeah. is one. So you're, so you're right, right on my – Accurate Blue's as on always. on top of everything. Accurate as now. always. I was like, there's no way there's a Burger King in Blountstown. Because I did <laughs> Google Maps it. There was like the uh, one road yeah. going through town. There's a good but, barbecue yeah. restaurant there. I ate there before, so. Wait, um, you, so oh, I don't know why I'm asking. No, but, uh, but I'm just saying that. <laughs> that they um yeah these these places are are small but the good thing about it is and there's another town too closer to Gainesville that was that put a couple of kids in the power five a few years ago named Trenton and that's another program I mean you know if you go if you miss the exit you miss the town and that's 
that's how it is up there. Mariana, Liberty County, those schools, we were Hitchka. Those schools like that, they're small, but you know as well as I do from Pensacola down to Key West, it's awfully tough to match with the state of Florida, you know, puts out every year. And they Miami did have two kids back in the 60s from the area, but not from that school. Just so I could iron that out. Yeah, just make sure. Yeah, you know, someone will come look that up and be like, well, Blue said. Actually, they'll, just, they'll, they'll, they'll yell it at me, too, because they have too much respect for you to say anything to you. Um, all right, so next kind of question. Um, again, we'll do baseball. Either there's a special show or next week when uh, Jazz is back. We'll go deep dive in. A lot, a lot of stuff happening over there. Um, all right, so a couple of dominoes fell this last week. Who, who? I'll start with you on this, DJ. Um, who, who do you see coming next, or who, who are you targeting if you're, if you're Mario Cristobal? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um... You know, I think there are still many players on the board here. I well, mean, let's just look. So I, I, I didn't tell DJ I was going to ask him that question. It's hard to pull one. So what position? Let's go position-wise. That, that, that might be a little bit. Like, where do you think the Canes still need? need the, the class is obviously not close to done yet, which is in the summer. But yeah, what, what, what position do you think they, they should be looking at next? You know, just for you, I want to say tight end, but in actuality, <laughs> you know, I set actually, you up. Jazz is in here, so it's like, but in actuality, DJ, question, but. in in actuality, I think you know, I think continuing to build the offensive line depth is important. So while they have enough right now, I mean, we saw what Miami, you know, they they struggled um, in recent seasons with a lack of depth on the offensive line. I don't think that's going to be a problem while this coaching staff is here, but I would like to see them get another. Maybe another tackle. I mean, because although they have the pieces in the 2024 class, for example, and even, you know, 2023 class, obviously, you know, I feel as though they still need to continue to get that position, you know, get some more players in, continue to develop. And because a good offensive line can make a world of difference. And one of the guys that, you know, there's a couple linemen on the board, some of the bigger names, you know, uh, Brandon Baker is one. He had Miami in his top list, I believe, but he's still uh, taking some visits. I believe he was going to make a decision in either July or August, um, but we'll see how that plays out. And you know, I like I said, I still think the line is a area that could use some additional depth. Throw the same question to you, Blue. Yeah, I, I like to see him go after another marquee receiver. I mean, because you talk about never having enough depth. Um, I know that everybody thinks that, uh, you know, right now the push is on since they got Trader, maybe to get his teammate. That's going to be awfully tough. That's going to be a Brings truck that we don't have. But, I mean, it's uh, – uh, I'll tell you what, though. I think they need another marquee kid at receiver. And um, – yeah, I agree with uh, DJ. I mean, offensive line, you can never have enough with. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at last year when we, we started the season at yep. running back and we had like four guys, uh, you know, and then two guys got hurt. And then another guy kind of got hurt now for the season. And then you were down to Parrish who got dinged up. And then before you know it, you're starting a guy who was a walk-on. And um, yeah. I don't foresee that happening at the running back position this year because, I mean, they got they got dudes. Yeah, they really do. And uh, I just think you look at the offense, you look at both sides of the line of scrimmage, 
and they have made such drastic improvement on both sides just by adding two seasoned veteran type of kids in Lee and Cohen. I mean, look at you did. I mean, forget about Malago or, or, you know, an improved, uh, you know, rivers or, but look at you did by bringing in uh, guys that have 40 something starts in the college level, you know I mean? And, and how many times you get a guy like Lee that comes in and you get your offensive line coach saying, he's like the best, he's like our big time leader. Kids look up to him. Man, damn, the kid's only been here six months. But that's what happens. If you if you remember back when uh, Russell Wilson uh, transferred, you know, from NC State, and all of a sudden, where he went, he was already the team captain. <laughs> so that happens, you know, if you get the right guy, uh, and these guys respect the hell out of what Lee did this uh, this spring and, and, uh, obviously Cohen stays healthy and he's going to be big time. But what I like about the offensive line is that you have a couple of established people who could lead the way for the younger studs. Right. And they, they got those big time kids, you know, Okanlolo and also Malagoa. And you have a lot of those other kids that, you know, that uh, are going to start coming in the Kinsler kid and players like that. Wow. You know, and that's how you build. And that's why when everybody says at the beginning, you know, during the draft, they said, wow, look at how many players were taken from by Georgia. And then the next year, they're just as good. And then the next year, they're just as good. And if you remember back, and I think I brought this up last week, you know, back in the 80s and back in the 90s, if you went to a spring game and you – kind of walked behind the bench and looked at the names on the Jersey. And you said, Oh man, I forgot. I, I forgot Miami had him. See, that's, that's where Alabama's at. That's where Ohio state's at. That's where Georgia's at. And I think to win, uh, you got to be at that level. And I think Miami's going to get there two more years from now. You're going to take a look at some of these kids, you know, whoever it may be that are coming in now. Uh, and you go, oh, geez, I forgot about that guy. I forgot about Moss. I forgot about this kid. So, yeah, I think that's what it takes. And, you know, they get it, getting a trader already, what, elevated their recruiting class for yeah. 24. And, um, and they're, you know, they'll start working on 25. But the key is, is, you know, let's have a good season. Because if you have a good season, that's it. That's the key. You got to have a, you know, you have to have a, you know, you understand if you're going to lose games to, you know, to, to, to Clemson or FSU and okay, you know, that that's, but you've got to win the games you need to win. And you got to come up with an upset or two and have an eight win season and go to a bowl and win. Cause if you come away with in the 2023 season with nine wins, who could bitch, <laughs> who could yeah. bitch, you know, yeah. nobody, nobody can. And, um, and I think they have the capabilities. And people may, you know, look at look at that statement with a fish eye or that. Come on, man. They came off of a six six season or five and seven. This is a whole new ball game. You know, this is like I said, I looked at the, the roster from last year and then looked at it from this year. It's a whole different deal. I mean, you know, it's uh you don't have a lot of guys who are dead wood, not anymore. And uh and I think that was his objective. And 
I think I said that I had Gabby Arudia from, uh, you know, covers the hurricanes on the show last night. And that was the one thing I said, Gabby, you came into the press conferences with us and you saw the face on Mario and it just, it, it was painful because, you know, he, even though he kind of knew that this was probably the way it was going to be when, when the reality sets in, it's a little tougher. And, I think that's why he burns the midnight oil and works through vacations because you don't want that feeling again. You know, they lost 10, seven to Clemson and come in there and ah, damn, you know, that's not losing 45, nothing or 45, three to my, uh, to FSU. You know, that's yeah. a completely different deal. And I think that if Miami loses games, they're going to go down with a fight. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of times too, a winning season you know, oftentimes means positive player development as well. It allows sure. you to put contributors in that you need to develop while, without putting them into necessarily pressure-packed situations. I mean, you can allow kids to develop at a high level while putting them in positions to succeed, you know, instead of rushing them into, you know, negative situations. You know, w- winning seasons comes from everybody, and it comes from several contributors on the team. And a lot of times that just allows players to develop at a higher level as well. So, you know, yeah. I think a winning season would also speak a lot potentially about the player development within the program as well. Yeah, you make a great point because how many times have you heard DJ over the last six, seven years ago? Oh, Miami gets guys, but they don't elevate them. You know, they don't they don't take them. And, and that's the one thing that I, I said to Mario last year when he first got the job and I I was in his office and he said to me, he says, what do you think has been the big problem? He says, they get kids. I said, well, they just don't develop them. And he goes, well, and he looked at me and he says, you know what? That's not going to happen here. So I like that, you know, and so far he's, you know, he's proven everybody right. You know, that, that, uh, that wanted him here. And obviously everybody's going to, you know, take shots at everybody, you know, I mean, everybody's going to be a Brent Venables and go off and say stupid things, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to that idiot in a minute, <laughs> uh, but shout out to several people in the chat, Matthew Owen. Thanks for, for the love there. Uh, fish fan, Miami, uh, Gary talking about grades on, uh, on, I think on Octavius Jones, but I don't think there's anything behind that. Um, Larry, you got a fan here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Listening to lyrics like music to my ears. Oh, Jeff Allen. ELO. Yeah. I love the ELO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a question too. I want to bring up in a second, but shout out to Rasta. What's up, Rasta? Um, What's up, everybody? We got we got we got Max in the chat as well. We got a full full crew here. Wow. Uh, hey, Max. Watching. Yeah, we appreciate it. We, we got we got and then uh yeah, so Jacoby Graz brings up a point about Matt Lee going to uh to ACC media yeah. with Mario kind of shows you know his There's a whole lot. There. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, so this is this is Jeff's question. Actually, here's another question, real quick. Do we know who the full media day list is that are going to the ACC days? We do not know that. So I can uh, look it up real quick. How many did they take? Three. Forty-one new faces. He's yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was like twenty-seven as far as core kids. Yeah, it might be. They've added a lot more guys. Might also be the. uh, yeah, if you count the coaches, comes up into the 40s maybe. Um, so here's the question I wanted to ask kind of to both of you. So obviously the all the stuff that went down Northwestern, that's now a Big Ten uh, coaching vacancy. So, I mean, I'll, I'll broaden this out a little bit because Jeff asked, 
is Hartline a candidate? If so, you know, that does that allow us to go back after Smith again? Um, but I guess the larger <laughs> question is Smith you know, and Ennis how- will go to Northwestern. <laughs> I also have the names of the ACC Media Day representatives. All right, so well, why, don't you, why, why don't you go ahead and read that out? Then I'll, uh, I'll shoot another question. The representatives are Tyler Van Dyke, Cam Kitchens, and Matt Lee. And like you guys said, if Matt Lee is a representative, that, that it probably means he's going to play a big factor on the line this year. Shoot. Yeah, that, I mean, you get those, yeah. two, those two and Matt Lee kind of shows yep. you how, how, how he's viewed by the, the – um, by the coaching staff, but absolutely. All right. So my, my broader question is, so that's a pretty big head coaching domino to fall here in the summer. How much overall do you think something like that impacts? Obviously Miami and Northwestern don't really go after necessary one for one, same kids, but that can have like a domino effect where, well, that causes this assistant to leave or that causes that assistant. to leave. Do you think this will have any effect at all on, on Miami's recruiting or their ability to recruit? Or is this kind of just a, is this just a problem for DJ up there in big 10 country? Yeah. No, it's 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 not a problem for me at all because because uh, thankfully Nebraska's in the West with Northwestern, so they should uh, they should not be a problem this year. But anyway, I mean, I think well, they weren't really, a problem last year either for anyone. No, if you look at the well, actually, Nebraska was their only win last year. Wait, that so was the game they won. I knew Father yeah, Check. Yeah, onside kick. That, but anyway, we're getting sidetracked. I could go on for hours about that. Um, I don't really think so. I don't really think it's gonna be a big problem for Miami. I mean, the other part of Northwestern is their academic standards, which are extremely difficult to meet as well. So I really don't think it's going to be a huge recruiting issue for Miami. Yeah. Well, Miami's in a conference that has quite a few Northwestern type of schools, you know, and Duke and North Carolina are great schools and uh, Wake Forest, a great program, Georgia Tech. So there are a lot of academic schools in, in the ACC as well. For sure. And this isn't like really... the SEC where you could uh, pretty much mail in stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that it's a, it's a little bit uh, stricter than the SEC, but I don't really think it's going to be Vanderbilt's the only school that Miami. probably rattles anybody's academic chain in that in that whole conference. Yeah, you're probably right, Missouri. honestly. Missouri. That's fair, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I don't really think this is going to affect Miami in terms of recruiting. I don't know if you have any other things to say about that, Blue, but I don't see it being a big issue no no but you know i mean like i said i mean it, it is a power five school so you got to respect the fact that they're yeah. going to go after kids you know i yeah, mean sure. i think more i think it'll bother notre dame more than it will miami indiana too i would assume yeah and, yeah. yeah but i'm saying because notre dame tries to get those high academic right. kids as well right so sure. yeah so i think it'll bother them more so you know, then it will bother Miami. And I just think Miami's in a, in a different groove now recruiting wise. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Right. Yeah. And Notre Dame also, you know, like you said, recruits that part of the country. They get a lot of kids out of the Chicago. Oh area, yeah. Which is why grabbing Lightfoot was such a big going right into their backyard and grabbing yeah. someone. We used to see that happening to us. So as you <laughs> yeah. said, things, things are changing. I mean, pretty much any big time player out of, out of Chicago, you spent all right, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan. It's going to be one of those three. So Miami going in there and yeah, and taking someone out of there is is a big deal and a um, good one too. Yeah, yeah one of the best, best in the country. Um, thanks, Pimp Down. Shout out to you and then hey, Jacoby. Jacoby doing some advertising for us. Just smash Appreciate that like it. button. All right, as we kind of get towards wrapping up here. All right, Blue, you you touched on this area. I'm just going to read Brent Venable's quote and and you can tell me what you think of it, but also like what. 
why but anyway, yeah. yeah why uh, i think that's my first thing was yeah, why. Like, so they also they went six and seven last year so slightly better than miami's five and seven but venables at, at the big 12 uh media days so six and seven isn't any good but had but we had had we gotten blown out by middle tennessee state had we gotten beaten by florida state 45 to three the conversation is a little different now he didn't didn't say Miami, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, the they're Middle not, Tennessee they're State not is kind of clear. They got blown out by Middle Tennessee State and lost to Florida State 45 to three. I don't think there's another school that did that. So yeah, yeah. So I guess I'll start. Blue, I'll start with you since you kind of sort of brought yeah. this up. But like, you know, what, what what's happening there? In all fairness, uh, I think that his program was left a lot better than Miami's was. You know, let's be fair. You know, Miami had. And I and I'll say it, Miami's roster last year was as bad as they've ever had. And where Venables came in, at least his cupboard wasn't bare. He had guys, you know. So I mean, maybe his six and seven was was worse than Miami's five and seven in a lot of ways. I, but why? Like you said, Vish. I just don't why? Why would you? Doing. Why would you even say anything? Especially, you know, when you're going to be going into a two different conference in two years. I want to see the excuses yeah. that that they lay out. You know, because it's it's no longer Iowa State in you know in in, in Kansas, uh, you know that they're going to be playing. But just like you look at UCF, I was looking at their schedule this year. Holy mackerel! There's an upgrade for you having a Baylor, Kansas State, you know TCU, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. So, you know, I just think that when you say things like that, you put yourself up, you know, for in a bad light. But um, yeah, and it doesn't really like you said. They went six and seven. They lost to Texas forty nine nothing. I don't know what. Yeah, right. Like it's like yeah. I guess he's technically right. You didn't lose to Florida State forty five three. Lost to Texas forty nine nothing. I don't even understand. <laughs> I don't know what Miami did to him to to, to cause that. It was a bizarre. He took comment. a shot at Deion Sanders too in Colorado. So I I guess he was on a rampage of sorts. I don't know. I don't know what he aimed to do by uh, by uh, taking shots at. Big 12 media days, but you know he better uh, he better focus on his own program before he starts talking about others. Yeah, because clearly there's some work to do there. All right, and I guess we'll we'll end with this uh, blue. I know you missed a little baseball discussion we had at the top of the show. Jeff was curious what your take is on on Laz Gutierrez, um, the new third base coach is uh, is Fenster from Boston from the Red Sox, and then. Uh, also hired CJ Anderson, who's the uh, yeah the uh, this is the outfielders and first base coach. What are your overall thoughts on that? So that, that is the staff. Yeah, so, so what are your thoughts on how JD filled that out? Yeah, great hires. Uh, you know, I think that he got guys a lot like him. You know, I mean, hard workers, baseball people. Um, I think think definitely it helps him um, recruiting wise too. You know, I mean, you walk into you know and and recruiting getting so much tougher. And you guys met, looked at. I, I saw yesterday a stat where I think it was Colorado already signed 75% of their draft picks. Come on. See, so now the recruiting is so tough now because you get a kid, you know, like the kid Mac, the kid Clark. I mean, Jesus, it didn't take long for Detroit just to, you know, he was taking batting practice with them yesterday. So it's, uh, it's changed to the point where, 
you got to get good recruiters. You got to get guys who have a good feel and good relationships. And uh, especially because the kid, it, it's just going to be so much tougher to get the studs like LSU. And, you know, I think those days are going to be coming to a crashing end. I mean, it's just, just the way it is. Was that my last? Was that my uh, bell that I uh, had to get off? No, that that that, that unfortunately is my work. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, that might that might be my bell actually. But yeah, no, I agree with you, Blue. And and the recruiting, there's I think this is a good balance staff. There's ties to South Florida, but there's also you know like Fencer years in the majors. Mm-hmm. He'll bring that credibility with them. Sure. So I think they kind of he did Jay did a good job of balancing continuity because he's he's the coach with bringing in some new new faces some fresh ideas it'll definitely be weird to not um not have the the manager uh coaching the bases because I, I don't know it's gonna it's gonna be jd in the in the dugout because he's the uh he has he's not not a base running coach so yeah. um yeah so things are changing there and then obviously like you mentioned players signing um be very i think pretty much if not all of the hurricanes players that were picked were signed but but some of the recruits, the commits still haven't. So, you know, fingers crossed some of them might might end up on campus. We're still waiting to to hear on a couple of them that, that were drafted that have not officially signed. Um, but we will we'll have more on that that next week when we get, get our man jazz back, hopefully, um, at some point. Um and uh yeah, I think that's about that's about it. Uh DJ Blue, thanks for uh thanks Thank for, you, for joining Thank me. You, Blue. Yeah, great me show too. everyone. Thank and, you, uh, Jeff. Thank, thank you, Jeff. You watched. Yeah, yeah we'll be back next week to see what what who decided to join join this uh, this adventure uh, and 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 help bring the, the Hurricanes back. So, be back next week. We'll, we should, I'm assuming, be at the normal time, eight thirty on Mondays. Until then, Blue DJ, thanks, thanks everyone for watching. We'll see you next week. The Six Rig Kane Show. Yeah. The Six Rig Kane Show. Yeah. Six rings can't show. <laughs> you know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.